That is Todd Delaney singing Psalms, um, Psalms 18. Certainly we thank and praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made and we can call upon the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. I want to thank you for joining in with us this evening on this great day. This, this is a great day. It is the, uh, the, the 14th day of December 2022 and the Lord is blessing and he has blessed us and and my prayer is that you have had a blessed day you know there are so many things that are happening today uh, when you watch the news when you just look out the window uh, you see a number of things that are occurring and so uh, you know we just thank God for his grace we thank God for his mercy and we're going to go on into the word of God. But first, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your kindness, Lord, for uh, all that you have done for us in this day. Lord, we know that this is the day that you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that are Tuning in, those that will be watching online, ask that you would bless them, Lord God, that you have moved by your spirit. Lord God, have your way. Lord Jesus, that is our heart's desire, is that you would have your way. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your name, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we're here to give you glory and honor. We're here to give you praise, to exalt you above everything. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. And we ask that you would bless, Lord God, and uh, continue to uh, heal those where healing is needed. Lord God, we ask that you would bless and, and manifest your presence, Lord God, where it is needed, Lord. You understand and know everyone. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for joining inside the pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in Pomona, California. A Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 uh, p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM or kkla.com. Uh, so no matter where you are uh, on this planet, uh, you'll find us, and uh, you'll find the word of God certainly coming from here. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if you're looking for a church home, you're looking for growth ministry, I wanna invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, we're in the book of Genesis. We're plowing our way through it. And if you don't have a good understanding of Genesis, or maybe you think you do, or maybe you do, uh, certainly, uh, there is the word of God is inexhaustible. And so you're never going to get everything out of it in one setting. And so, you know, I've certainly found some things that I've not seen before. And maybe in sharing them, you might say, oh, I knew that. But and that's good. That's good. Share it with someone else, you know, and, and certainly we appreciate your input uh, in the Bible study. We're dealing with the law of particularization, 
that is moving from the general to the particular, uh, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. You know, we're, we're touching on the creation and the principal person who is the uh, cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. Now, we're in Genesis, the 11th chapter. Genesis, the 11th chapter, beginning at the 27th verse. It says, now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, uh, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity. And so he died in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans, or the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarah, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarah was barren. Now, this one verse, the 30th verse, points out this one thing, that Sarah was barren, and she had no child. And Sarah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, uh, his son, Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to the land of, of Canaan. And they came unto Haran uh, and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now, I want to take a thought here uh, from, the, from the word of God, the verses that we've read, and that sometimes desires are delayed. I think this is something that we all deal with. Sometimes visions are delayed. You had a vision, God showed it to you, but it did not uh, come to fruition or it has not come yet. Or maybe it has come, but you can look back and know that it took some years to get there. Sometimes the prophecy that has been given to you is delayed and you don't know why. You know, some I heard one minister, uh, he was visiting and he began to apologize to uh, people that he knew for years, you know, because he thought that maybe there was something that he did or said that impacted his ministry, that it was not flourishing the way he thought it should. But that wasn't it. As far as I know, if he was a, a in the years that I've known him and have accompanied him places, he was a person and, and solely hearted unto the Lord. This becomes the a million dollar question that many have asked and Certainly that phrase, you know, um, it's a million dollar question. Now I'm sure there are a lot of whys out there this evening. There are going to be a lot of whys, uh, or how comes, and what about this, you know? And, you know, it, it doesn't take discernment to know and understand people have legitimate questions as to why. And I've certainly had my share of them to ask why, you know, What's the delay? How come this has it? You know, there, there's a saying uh, that people also have used saying, well, you know, no news is good news, but I found that was not correct. You know, maybe you've waited for 
uh, to see if your application was accepted and you didn't hear nothing for three days. And when you call them, they let you know that they've selected another candidate. So that no news was not good news. It was just no news that when you found out it was not what you wanted to hear. Today, I find myself being asked by others and giving them answers to live by. When I'm asked, you know, what's the delay? You know, how come, um, you know, I was speaking with, with um, an associate and they said, well, you know, I want to, I want to get married. I want to be married. And, and so, uh, but I, and I'm praying and asking God, but it, it doesn't, it hasn't happened as quickly as I thought that sometimes there's a delay. And sometime in our delay is because there are areas that we need to work on ourselves. There are things that we need to do. One of the things that that uh, I've pointed out to some is that in in your meet in your me time, because when you're alone, it's me time. Uh, you have to work on yourself. The, the Bible said he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So that means that there has been some thought, some preparation that has been place there upon that desire. And the same thing with gentlemen, uh, he's looking for a wife. So that means there's characteristics of certain things that he know uh, that should exist. And so there are things that we have to do and live by um, while we're in the wait. Waiting is something that uh, seems to be very difficult. It seems to be very hard. And so it's a challenge that all of us face uh, that four-letter word, wait. You, you tell your child to wait, and they may have a fit. Uh, they may pout. They may knock something over to show that their their disapproval of waiting. And sometimes we act like that with the Lord, but we act like that with Him. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, the Bible tells us uh, in Job fourteen and fourteen it says, "If a man die, shall he live again?" All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. So Job was dealing with an issue, and you, you've heard of Job. He was dealing with an issue, and he said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Uh, we don't have another option. It's wait. Now, we can make an option instead of waiting on God to, uh, to perform what we're asking him, uh, we may take matters into our own hand, and I don't want to go that far into uh, yet, but sometimes we'll take matters into our own hand, and we'll find out that was not a good decision. Job said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. That is what we all have to do. It's a must. We have to wait until our change comes especially since we're asking God for something. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. God does not give us impossible tasks. Luke 18 and 8 says, he said, I tell you that uh, he will avenge them speedily. Now, his speed could be lightning speed or even faster, you know, speed that we just can't even phantom in our mind. We just can't even imagine it. Matter of fact, there's uh, Paul said that in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. And, and none of us know how quick that is. You know, we've seen in the movies where someone had a twinkle in their eye 
and you know, and maybe you even caught a glimpse of a twinkle in somebody's eye, or maybe that special someone, you know, there was a twinkle in their eye and y'all connect. But listen, we don't know how fast that is. But he said, nonetheless, when the Son of Man shall come, and the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? In our waiting for God, do we retain faith? Do we keep the faith? And there's two faiths. There's, there's the doctrine. Do we keep his word? And then there is the faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. My pastor, um, before her demise, uh, preached the word, preached the word to encourage the hearts of, of the saints and said uh, for those that was there and for those that received it, he brought you through that so that he could bring you through this. There are things that we've already dealt with and God brought us out of it. It's like what the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. So, the, so his testimony is that he's been through the shadow of death. He came through it and he knew God was with him. And so why would we think God is not with us when we go through something else? Why do we wanna put the pressure on him? that's just what we do. You know, that would include our delayed desires. Sometimes we don't know or cannot relate without certain, a certain level of exposure. And so you can't tell someone to wait on God if you never had to wait on him or, you know, as they say, a silver spoon. And so you didn't have really a want for anything. But when you deal with having to wait, then it become something else. It takes on a whole new meaning of what we are supposed to do and how we are supposed to act. Now, all of us, or many of us, have experienced some type of delay, uh, but when it comes to God, we make an unprecedented demand on him. I want it now. I want it in this moment. I want it in the next hour. I want it a week from now. I want it a month from now. I want it six months. We place an unprecedented demand upon God. We don't recall it that the fact he waited on us. He waited on us. How many times did goodness and mercy show up at our door? How many times did his goodness come to lead us to repentance? And we said, not today. Uh, you know, uh, hold on a moment. You know, I, I got something else to do. I'll, I'll be right there. And, and we never showed up. You know, how long did God have to wait for us? But we want to place a demand upon him. Now, if Sister Sarah was was here today, I'm sure she could tell us about her plans. You know, she's married to Abram in her mind. And maybe when she saw him, she said, oh, I'm, I'm going to marry him. You know, in, in her own dreamy way, you know, just as maybe you have experienced, you know, that crush, that uh, that 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 falling in love with someone, you know, and, and then she may have thought about, hey, we're going to have some chitlins. We're going to have some rug rats. You know, I'm going to have a, a boy for him, a girl for me or, or more. You know, can you imagine and just think about the plans that that she had and 
and, uh, about the relationship and the marriage and different things, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the white fence, the white picket fence and, and the little house and all these different things that the imagination and storybooks have, have drawn up, but it didn't happen like that. It did not happen immediately. The Bible says, and it's very clear that Sarah was barren. She had no child. Now, Moses points this out. Moses brings this to our attention as God has given it to him. When God created Adam, he blessed him, blessed his wife. God blessed him and said to them, be fruitful and uh, increase in number, you know, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And after the flood, God told uh, Noah, be fruitful, increase in, in, uh, in number and fill the earth. You know, in other words, uh, procreation is part of God's plan. It's part of his command on humanity. And so uh, we know that, that that is stopped, you know, when there's male upon male and female upon female, there's no procreation. And so uh, he certainly expected people to have children. And there are those that, you know, we're not even going to go into the dynamics of the physics or anything like that this, this, this evening. We're not going to touch on that for those that may have thought, well, what about those that, you know, did not have a kid or couldn't have one? Listen, listen, we're not going there. But think about what his plan was. There are a lot of things that have not occurred because of sin. And one thing that did occur is the forgiveness of sin. It's safe to say she was troubled as her culture identified children as a blessing and being barren was considered an affliction. It was considered a curse. Psalms 127 and three says, behold, children are an inheritance from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So, so you would consider that, wow, if I, I had children, you know, my children are, and my children are blessed. And I have two boys, two girls, and two grandsons. So I'd say that I have four sons and two daughters, you know, and 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 they are very comical. And sometimes they all attack you, and other times they run from you. But listen, it's a blessing. Many couples in the Bible, such as Helkanai and Hannah, uh, parents of Prophet Samuel, it didn't happen immediately. Hannah went through some things waiting on God. And the Bible said that year after year, they would go up to the temple and she would go in and she would pray while her husband was taking care of business. She would be in the temple seeking God. And I don't know all that she was saying, but it became very grievous. It became so grievous that she was at the altar praying and the minister in the temple looked and thought that she was drunk because she was so grieved that words could not express what she was saying. And so therefore there was no words. It was just a movement of her lips and, uh, you know, and her just being there grieved. Lord, why? How come I have not brought forth a child for my husband? That was her heart's desire. She wasn't the only one. And we're talking about Abram and Sarah, you know, but also there was Zachariah and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist. And the Bible said that they were righteous, that they were godly people, so they had not sinned. But Elizabeth had not had a child. 
And in that culture, people would be looking like, well, there's a problem, something, girl, what you do wrong? People do that today. I've heard preachers and others foolishly talking about spiritual, um, when we talk about being uh, spiritually fertile, you know, and I, I've wondered about their sensitivity and the leading of, of God on how they deal with sensitive matters. Uh, instead of praying for spiritual fertilization, you, you see a church that that is that is working and laboring and, and, you know, and their growth is not the same as your growth or your inheritance. Some preachers are talking and saying things and they inherited. They inherited a congregation and others had to start and started off from scratch because God called them. Well, until God opens the womb then it will not bring. But in the meantime, you have people that are saying things that they should not be saying instead of them praying for spiritual fertilization or uh, we're all the body of Christ. Instead of them helping to plant a seed, they allow their lack of understanding, ignorance to be unveiled. The women back in that day would help one another to increase the possibility of pregnancy. Only those with unsolved issues would refuse to help another. Nullifying the declaration again by some that say the body of Christ. How is it your body and you refuse to help your body? If you had a thorn in your hand, you would want your other hand to work at removing the thorn. If you needed a bandage on your left leg, you would want your hands to reach over and bandage it up or whatever the situation is, you're going to address it when on your body. Do we do that? You know, Cornerstone has gone to Compton. Cornerstone's gone to Los Angeles to go out and to help be a witness to pound the pavement with other ministries. I think that is what God has called us to do, to be a help one to another. It, not just us, but everyone. How do we just stay so among ourselves? I found out about a church that was that was gathering uh, items together to send to Ukraine, items together to send uh, to um, uh, to children that are in need, and you know, gifts and different things. And, and so it only makes sense that they're reaching out to do a charitable uh, for the community and for those that are in need to join in and to help supply that need. Works. Works are better than just a bunch of talking. Doing something, there. let our actions speak louder than our words. Now, Sarah was mentally and emotionally taxed, frustrated. Frustrated like any of us would have been. Frustrated with desire that had not been fulfilled. And maybe you're, you have some desires right now that that you want to be filled and, and you feel a little frustrated. Sometimes desires are delayed and we need to face that reality. Hannah and Elizabeth, if they were present, they would attest to the hope and sometimes the disappointment. Uh, may, they may have said, well, it is what it is. You know, we reach that point where we say it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm just going to accept it. But that was not the last word. It was not God uh, saying it. You know, we might say it, but that doesn't mean God is saying it. Genesis 11, 
uh, that 27 verse says, now these are the generations, Terah, the uh, uh, Abram and, and Nahor and uh, Haran and Haran begot Lot and Haran died before his father, uh, Terah in the land of the uh, Ura and, and the Chaldees and Abram uh, and Nahor, they took wives, Sarah being one of them, but she was barren. And Sarah was about 65 years old uh, when they left um, and began their journey. Abraham was 75, so a 10-year difference there. And as far as we know of, they were doing it. They were doing it. They were trying for a child, and they were having fun at other, other times, too. They did it for fun, and they did it for a child, but nothing yet. Don't let the nothing because it did not happen immediately stop you from going through the motion and doing what you need to do whether it is naturally or spiritually as i was driving in i was thinking about um a, a couple i remember a, a a couple and they were uh, they went up to the altar for prayer um and was praying for a child and there was an another um wife that was standing nearby at the altar when the minister was praying for the couple. Well, the couple did not bear a child. Found out why later, because they had one. You, you can't be praying, Lord, bless me to, to have a child for my husband, and you're taking um, preventive measures. But the woman that was standing near the altar while they were receiving prayer also was married and did not have up to that point because after that prayer was over, uh, she had two daughters and that are doing well, very smart uh, family. And so uh, sometimes the blessing uh, that you, you're near someone else that is calling for a blessing and, and it rubs off on you. That's a subject for another time. But preachers, pastors, church, don't let don't let the delay or what you're asking for. In this case, we're talking about a child. Stop you from going through the motion. Sarah didn't stop uh, having been intimate with her husband because the child wasn't born immediately. Neither did uh, he push her away. No. And we'll talk more about all of that later. But uh, but the, the church. Even in the church, as you're looking for, maybe you have a few members or you and you want more, you know, and you're looking for that pregnancy to occur, that, well, then you're going to have to be as intimate with, uh, with him as you were when you started out. Don't stop going through the motion. John, John, the fifth chapter, seven verse says, be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth, and how long patient for it, until he receiveth the early and latter rain. So see that we we plant seeds. We have to wait. We have to wait, and we have to be patient. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. 
Take my brethren, the prophet, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. So uh, we have to have patience uh, and not have a fit. Have patience. Behold, we count them happy which endured. Yea, uh, ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. And look how the Lord blessed Job. Look what God did for him at the end. He waited on God. He maintained his integrity. He waited on him. And so we see the end of him. The Lord was very pitiful and had and of tender mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven. Don't, don't say, Lord, if you give this to me. You know, I remember uh, as, as a youth and I used to hear people talk about, Lord, if you give me a car, you know, I'm going to pick the saints up for church. If you give me, don't do that. Don't do that. That gets old. Maybe you might have some good intention, but it's going to get old. You know, you're going to start looking for gas money. You're going to, you didn't put that in the clause. If you give me a car, you know, I won't ask them. Maybe you did. It's going to get old. You know, they're going to want to eat in the car and all. It's going to get old after a while. Don't go there. It's nothing wrong with, hey, I, what I need and what I desire. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to make promises. But if you make a promise, keep it. Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, nor by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to stop right there. Yep, that wasn't a long lesson. And we'll we'll go on and continue in the in the book of of Genesis, you know, continue to be prayerful and pray for me as I'm praying for you. Let's hold on and and be um, patient with God. Let's not be demanding and Lord, you have to do it for me now because I'm your child. No, we're not going to have pity parties or nothing like that. No, we're going to act as mature people and wait on him uh, because he has our best interests in mind. What I found out in waiting for God is that there are in in this ministry, there has been birthed things that may not have come to pass or may not have occurred had I been in a different situation. And I appreciate it. Waiting on God, you learn some things. Job's conversation in waiting on the Lord superseded all of the other experiences, dreams, visions, and conversations that he had with his associates and with God, because there was a, a direct connect with the Lord. There was questions asked. There was answers given. There was challenges. He maintained his integrity throughout the entire ordeal. And the Bible said he did not charge God foolishly. Sometimes we try, we begin to look at the situation, we begin to look at God and we begin to think foolish thoughts. We begin to say things that we should not say. I told the church on Sunday to make this declaration, it shall be well. When the Shudamite woman had a, a child, a, had grew and then died, when she went to the man of God, 
And he asked her, is all well? She said, it's all well. It is all well. We need to start, we, we need to take the lessons that is being that God has given to us, that he has taught to us, that he has presented to us and pull these jewels out so that we know how to deal with the situations, so that we know how to talk to him and let his word have preeminence. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us this evening in this short exhortation about waiting on you. Lord God, we know that some things are uh, delayed. Lord God, but we know that you have our best interests in mind. Lord Jesus, we thank you because you've given us your word to talk about uh, delays. You've given us your word to, to help us understand those things. Lord God, and so we just wanna bless you and let you know that we see and hear what you have said, Lord Jesus, and as we apply your word in our lives daily, Lord God, as we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, Lord God, we, we just want to praise you and let you know that we appreciate you, Lord God, as we are waiting, Lord God, and we know all is well. We know all is well, and we thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus that you will continue to help Lord God, those that are listening, those that will be listening later, Lord Jesus, to receive your word, to embrace it, and to live by it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, have a blessed day or evening or morning, wherever you are on this planet. Be blessed and continue to pray for us as we are praying for you.